This is the Universal Radio Network, and you're listening to us on 1440 AM. Stay tuned. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Universal Radio Network. You're joined by Sapreet. Joining me today is a very special guest today, Canadian DJ, producer, DJ Charlie B. Hello, Charlie. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you feeling today? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm out in London. I'm enjoying the weather, but I heard Canada's beautiful at the moment as well. Yeah, Canada's actually um, in a better place. <laughs> you know, like, like as you can see, I'm wearing a t-shirt, but I have a winter hat on because you never know what's going to happen. But for the most part, it's been good for the last few days. Yeah, Canada's sure. one of those unique places where you can experience like all four seasons within a week. It's really unique in Definitely. that aspect. For sure, for sure. But, you know, we're grateful for the sunshine today and just hope it continues, you know. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the weather this summer, too. I'm back in Canada quite a bit this summer. A lot going on on all ends. I'm sure you're aware of everything that's happening in all cities across the globe and in Canada more particularly. I know you've been involved with some really fun projects. We're going to dive into that very soon here. But before that, I was hoping we can get you a little bit more acquainted with our listeners out here in Alberta. And the first question Mm -hmm. I have to ask, I know they're out of the playoffs, but... Did you support the Oilers during the season? I mean, you know what? Darnell Nurse is a very good friend of mine. And he actually plays for the Oilers. So my support's always with him because he is from, you know, Ontario. So, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. So I definitely always, you know, I cheer for him and he plays for the Oilers. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, awesome. No, they had a good run, I'd say. It was a good season. Yeah, I mean, they work hard, man. It's a great group of people. So it's good. I'm sure they'll get it next year, you know? Yeah, and now I know... Charlie, you have DJed almost across the globe. I've been looking at your profile, the places you've been. It's so fascinating. But one spot I didn't particularly see on there, and I wanted to ask if you've actually ever been out to Alberta. Yeah, I've actually um, DJed in Calgary before. I've DJed in Edmonton before. Tons of times. But generally, like the way I like to do it is, you know, once a quarter. Um. So just to kind of keep my name kind of relevant in, in that space. But uh, yeah, you know, those parties are, are are really fun as well. I kind of like doing the out-of-town stuff more than the in-town just because I've been doing in-town stuff for so long, you know? Yeah, of course. And yeah, mm. I've been to Calgary, both such, I mean, we're so good at partying anyway, so I can't see why you wouldn't have a good time out here. For sure, for sure. Now I have a question I love to ask individuals, especially from the art scene, the creative industry, and more specifically from the South Asian background like myself. Now Mm -hmm. I've noticed that a lot of people that get into the creative field and our cultures and our diaspora don't originally start off on this path. They maybe at a young age or through influence, they're thinking that they might become like a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, you know, those typicals, but then they, go out and do something magnificent, something out of the box, and they kill it in those industries. So I actually want to start by talking a little bit about your career path. How did it start? Did you always know that this was the path you wanted to go on? And if not, at what point in your life did you realize that this is a talent that you wanted to further pursue? I mean, I'm also South Asian as well. You know, I I grew up uh, in a, in a Hindu, you know, household and, um, of course, my parents never really understood what DJing meant or, you know, anything along that sort. It was more about maybe going to school to be a doctor or engineer or something along the lines of that. Um, but I was born and raised in Toronto. So I think that like really, you know, had a love for music at a young age. And um, 
my older brother started actually DJing first and you know he's four years older than me and we shared a room so when he wasn't home I used to mess around on the turntables and you know from there I kind of gained the love even more and I took it a step further after um, high school and got into like obviously doing stuff in college and you know creating groups in college and throwing parties at the pub and you know I always wanted to um, kind of learn every step of the way in terms of what I was doing so I don't want to just like DJ at a party and go home. I kind of want to learn all the pillars. Like, how can I be a promoter and throw my own parties? How can I be an agent by creating relationships and networking to book talent at different venues? And I was always kind of thinking big picture like that. And I knew the DJing would have been a great stepping stone to kind of get there. But I knew, obviously, well, I didn't know that like the challenges that would come with it in terms of just like, um, just understanding the industry can be like a, a crazy, you know, it's, it's a crazy industry, right? It's, it's, there's, you have access to so many different things, whether it's alcohol, drugs, you know, women, you know, there's a whole bunch of different things where you have to really have a strong mind to, to kind of, you know, rise above that stuff. And I'm not saying like, you know, um, drinking is bad or, you know, you know, everything, everything has its things where there's negative and there's positive, but it's like having that limit and just knowing, that for me personally, this was always a business for me. And I think that um, by the time I realized what the business was, I was already deep in it, you know? So I had to really just find that balance, which is is really important. And um, yeah, like, I, like, like going back to what we're talking about, I just literally, you know, looked up to my brother as every younger brother does, look up to their older brother a lot of the time. And um, yeah, you know, I really just fell, fell in love with music and, and it took me to where I'm at now. But a lot of it, well, majority of it is, is is really business, you know, like DJing and playing music is just one aspect of how you can kind of take it further. There's so many different steps to take. Absolutely. And you have worked on some amazing projects. You have gained some great milestones in your career. And yeah. I actually want to talk a little bit more about this in particular. Now, I've seen that you've worked with some artists even to the level of Drake like you've Cardi B Drake I've seen these collaborations I've seen you work with these artists now yeah. how does it feel when you like reflect and you retrospect from where you started and seeing at the point you're at now because you Charlie I don't know if you realize this but you are almost like a trailblazer for those South Asian DJs in Canada like a lot of them look up yeah. to you and they're like hey this guy has Pave the path. We're going to try to learn from him. We're trying to get to where you're at. But during yeah. this journey, how was it for you? And when you're working with these artists, one thing I always like to talk about with artists and celebrities like yourself is how do you make sure you're staying grounded and in that moment when you're working with such amazing talent around you? Honestly, it's just like understanding that we're all people at the end of the day, right? <laughs> you know, people get different, you know, different avenues of success and different levels of, of success and just staying calm and, and cool and collective. I think it's it's very important because, you know, obviously people at the status of obviously a Drake or a Cardi B or anyone that's on that, you know, stature, you know, we're all people at the end of the day. And, and we all, you know, we all laugh the same. We all cry the same. Like we all go through the same things. It's just some people are more successful. And I think just staying grounded is really important when you're in situations like that, no matter what level you're working on, you know, even for me, like the, I have, uh, I have such a lot, like a long way to go compared to where I, where I'm at right now, but it's just like staying 
grounded through it all and just maintaining, you know, staying humble because, you know, you'll get more opportunity that way and just carrying yourself the right way, you know, not doing things that are like outrageous, you know, like not being around certain people and not knowing how to act. And I know how it is to first be around people on that level. And, you know, nerves are a real thing, you know, and you got to be able to control them because I remember having conversations with people saying, Hey, this, uh, a-list celebrities coming here. I'm going to need you to, and it's a very awkward conversation to have with people, but you have to have it, especially people that are with you. Look, you know, this person's coming here. Um, I'm going to need you to really just stay calm during this process. And, you know, a lot of people turn around and be like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, I know how to act. And, you know, it, I guess it's the way you say things where it's like, look, I know that you're calm, but I just want to reiterate that because it'll make me feel better that I told you just in case something does happen. And um, yeah, sometimes it worked well, sometimes it doesn't. Cause some people will tell you I'll be good. And then the artist comes and it's just a whole other thing, you know? Uh, yeah, so, I, I've experienced those. <laughs> right. Right. Like it's, it's crazy. I had a situation like that in, in Calgary, actually uh, a few years ago, maybe like 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Like I, you know, I got Rihanna to come to this club. One of my friends was throwing a party. And I got Rihanna to come to the party and I had a conversation with this specific person uh, because I know him and I know how he can get. And I said, listen, you got to just take it easy here. And um, of course, he didn't receive it positively, <laughs> you know, and and I don't even mean, of course, but I knew I know I know how he is. So I just figured, you know, hopefully this this goes over positively. But unfortunately, it didn't. And he was like, no, I wouldn't do that and so forth. And then she came and. Of course, he acted out of character, right? And a lot of the times people can't control that because of the nerves, you know? So it's very important to, to you know, to stay grounded around, you know, just elite situations, I guess you would say, or like celebrity situations. Yeah, so stay humble, grounded, calm the nerves, and just remember that everyone around you is people just like you are. We're all human, you know? Some people are more successful than others in their respective fields and so forth. But at the end of the day, you know, the core values are what matters, are, are what matter the most. I mean, to me, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like materialistic things are great, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like your happiness personally isn't going to come from that. And that's just me. You know what I mean? Everyone's different, though. Now, Charlie, I know you're working on some really cool projects throughout Canada. One that I recently talked about on the radio was the one with Mary Brown's. And that is a tasty mix. I was hoping right. you could share more about this with all of us that's listening about how this project came about, how the process was, and what it is that you're representing through this project. So I've always wanted to do, you know, different events to showcase DJs because I find that I never had that when I was coming up. There was never any initiatives like that. I mean, there was a DJ school that this Indian DJ actually used to do, uh, his name was Bubba Khan. He used to do a lot of stuff when I was a kid growing up. And I thought that that was great. He had, he had taught DJ classes and so forth, but I just didn't see a lot of giving back to DJs. Cause I feel like DJing is, it could be a thankless job at times where you're not treated the best or you're just treated like an ornament. You know, it's not like no one looks at you like you play a pivotal role when really when you're DJing at places, you're setting the tone of the vibe of the party. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's important. And I find that, you know, I was looking to collaborate with someone like a company that would kind of, you know, align well with me. And um, 
we came across Mary Brown's, which is also a Canadian company, which is great as well. And, you know, food and music obviously goes hand in hand. And, you know, in addition to that, um, they really push community. And so do I. I've, I've done a lot of different initiatives to give back to DJs, to give back to the less fortunate, low poverty neighborhoods. And they've also done the same, which is amazing. Well, not the DJ part, but more or less just like community work. They've done stuff with the Boys and Girls Club. And, um, you know, I wanted to, you know, collectively come up with something that could help these DJs, men and female, and not just like in Toronto, but, you know, nationwide and just doing it across coast to coast in Canada and just selecting different DJs. So we had a DJ from Calgary, but a DJ from Edmonton. Um, and, you know, we made sure that we in, included females, very important, because I find that even for them, it's, it, it could be a lot harder, you know, um, and it, it's good to to include everybody, you know, it's very important. And uh, we decided to put together something called the Tasty Mix, which kind of, you know, it, it meshes well, because Tasty is in like Mary Brown's food and mix music. I mean, and, and you know, worked well, we, we had a brainstorming excursion and that, you know, ended up kind of resonating with us fully. And uh, it's a 10-part YouTube series that showcases DJs across Canada. And, um, you know, another great part about it is is a significant ad spend across their socials, which really helps boost the DJs. And it's great because, you know, we don't really have that. Like, generally, even for me, when I was coming up or even, you know, pushing the brand, I'd, I'd get paid and all the money would go right back into reinvesting into marketing to get more gigs, whether it be, okay, cool. I'm getting paid. Let's just say $300. I'm going to take this $300 and I'm going to put more money on top of it. And I'm going to do a photo shoot, you know, and then you start moving on and, and start kind of developing, developing and growing. You want to add a stylist to this now, and that's going to cost another like $1,500. And, you know, just un understanding that the more you invest in your brand, the more you're going to get out of it is important because a lot of DJs will get paid and blow the money. And then you don't, your brand doesn't grow, you know, like on top of networking and meeting people, you have to also, you know, invest in your brand, you know? And uh, I thought that this was great to, to showcase these DJs and they've done a phenomenal job. You know, we um, recorded everything at Cherry Beach Sound downtown Toronto um, and everyone was really excited about it. You know, and that's what I love the most because you know, even the my the endorsement company I work with, EQ, they're telling me, yeah, you know, um, they're going to record live and uh, well, not live, but they're going to record and then they get to meet you as well. And I was like, meet me, like, here's about me, like, let's let's push these kids. But, you know, um, you really have to be grateful for situations. I find that I caught myself in a situation where I would always want more. So I'd never be grateful for what I was getting. <laughs> If that makes sense, you're always like trying to, you know, get to that next level. So you're like, oh, yeah, this was good. But, you know, I need something else. Like I remember doing Rolling Loud last year, huge festival, 15, 20,000 people. And they gave, me, gave, they gave me my own set to kind of bring out artists from Toronto and, you know, DJ and really hype the crowd up. And, you know, after I got off the stage, I wasn't really like. I wasn't fully satisfied, you know, I was like, well, I want more like I'm Rolling Loud in Miami now. Instead of being like, look, like you need to celebrate every win, whether it's big or small. And uh, it, it's very important to be self-aware and, and, and understand that. So, um, you know, and that was obviously a great experience. But but getting back to the Tasty Mix, I feel like this is definitely a great start and, and in the right direction for 
you know, th this is going to obviously open the eyes of other people that want to, you know, give back and help, you know, I wouldn't say a dying industry, but I find that DJs are less and less appreciated and I want to do my part and, you know, with the likes of Mary Brown's, you know, help kind of keep it alive. I love that. And this project, the Tasty Mix, since it's launched, I want to say it was in March. Correct me if I'm wrong. Since then yeah. till now, how well received has it been? How's the outcome been? How have other DJs sort of gotten more involved with this project? So could you share a little bit about that or any future projects perhaps in the pipeline? Yeah, honestly, they've, you know, some of these DJs are getting over 40, 50,000 views on their reels uh, on Instagram specifically. But, um, other than that, they're also getting more bookings. It's a different look for them, you know, and, and I'm also looking out for them as well. You know, I've gi given a lot of them different bookings. Like I remember one of the DJs was at this uh, Roy Woods concert the other day, and she's a huge fan of him. And um, she, she, she asked me, she goes, Charlie, do you know Roy Woods? And da, da, da. I said, yeah, I do. And then I got her to meet him, take a picture. That was great. You know, that little things are like, like for me, that might've been little, but it's huge for them. Right. Where it's like, let me give them that motivation, because I remember, you know, being that person as well. And uh, I think that stuff like that, as well as, you know, another DJ just got him to open um, open for a huge uh, rap concert that's coming here. Uh, and that's giving them that experience. And I think that's also them networking with me. Right. Where it's like we all kind of collectively did Tasty Mix together and the success of it is because of all of us together. So why don't I just you know, always do what I do and pay it forward and give them new experiences. So it's been great all That's across huge. the board for sure. That's huge. I love how you're yeah. supporting so many new and upcoming DJs as well and sort of sharing your experiences, your wisdom and giving them a bit of a pathway that they can just go along. That's a huge accomplishment. So congratulations on that. Thanks. I, I find that it's great to do that because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like knowledge is, 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 important for people coming up because how are they going to learn if they're not being taught i find that it's like a lot of the times you got to teach yourself but at the same time you need mentors life coaches people that have been through it and have done it in order for you to kind of get there like i have to do this i got to interview actually dj drama for canadian music week and he he signed the likes of jack harlow Lil uzi and me and drama had a great relationship for over a decade i booked him tons of times for events, but I've never been in this light before. I've never interviewed somebody. So now I have to go contact people that I've met over the years that have done this type of thing and learn from them where it's like, okay, is there any pointers you have for me? And that's going to also help me help the next person, you know, and, and so forth, which is great. That's excellent. And now what else is in the pipelines for DJ Charlie B? What else can we expect in the upcoming months? Anything you can share at this point with us? Uh, honestly, um, there's a couple of things like, um, there's a couple artists that I've been developing. They're not really on the surface yet, but, um, I've been in the studio a lot working with these artists and different producers, different writers, um, and a couple other projects I'm working about, I'm sorry, working on, I don't really want to talk about yet just cause they haven't gotten, gotten into that, you know, gone into fruition yet, but, uh, definitely a lot of ideas and uh, a lot of things coming for sure. Just want to be sure to Timing is important, you know, and hitting things at the right time. Um, so, yeah, just been working on that. And um, that's about it for now, really. I wish I could tell you more, but, you know, we're still we're still kind of working on it. So our head down, you know, we got the whole team, you know, we're just focusing on the work right now and 
it, it's going to come as soon as it does, right? No, that's cool. The suspense is good. It's going to keep us all very engaged and intrigued until we see the next announcement on your Instagram. For sure. For sure. And now, lastly, I must ask, who is your favorite South Asian artist? Wow. <laughs> I'd have to say, um, well, not because he's my guy, but but Karan Ajala for sure is one of them, definitely. I've known him for yeah, a few that years. That guy pumps out lyrics like No Tomorrow. I just don't know how he does it. He is brilliant. I was actually in the studio with him in Vancouver with Icky as well, who's a is is a really good uh, upcoming producer. Um, just a few months ago. So yeah, he's a lot. He's got a lot of stuff in the pipeline that's coming out too. That's really gonna you know it's it's different than the stuff he's been doing. So that's good to hear. That's awesome. Icky's again so talented. So much talent. I find like across Canada, yeah. the amount of talent. And more specifically, the South Asian talent in the music industry. I'm so happy that individuals like you are putting that platform where these individuals can grow off of it and they have a launching pad. Because like you said, and I've witnessed this too, it was a struggle. It was a struggle getting these platforms. It was not easy going. I know you have probably experienced so many hurdles in your career as well, but it's really nice to see that the appreciation is now here, that we're actually seeing a lot of these artists strive and a lot of them have people to sort of piggyback off of like yourself. So mm -hmm. with that, Charlie, I do want to say thank you. I appreciate your time. As in Alberta, we're looking forward to your next gig out here. I know we're all going to be checking our Instagram, seeing when your next announcement is. So whenever you're in town, do come into the studio. It'd be great to have you come visit us right here just off of White Ave. Yes, 100% for sure. I mean, I appreciate your time as well. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too. All right.